This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you and welcome to the show. Time for another visit with Luigi Basco, a newly arrived Italian immigrant from Chicago. Life with Luigi was created by Cy Howard, who had earlier created the hit radio comedy My Friend Irma. Many episodes took place at the citizenship classes that Luigi attended with other immigrants from different countries. Another common theme involved Luigi's landlord sponsor, Pasquale, always scheming to get Luigi to marry his obese daughter. And the show was popular, successfully competing with Bob Hope's The Pepsodent Show. Tonight's episode, as with all shows, begins with the framing device of Luigi narrating a letter to his mother back in Italy. From Chicago, we invite you to enjoy life. Life with Luigi, a new comedy show created by Cy Howard and starring J. Carol Nash with Alan Reed. A year ago, when Luigi Basco left Italy to start his new life in America... He promised his mother that he would write her and tell her about his adventures. So now we look over Luigi's shoulder as he writes another letter to Mama Basco in Italy. Dear Mamma Mia, yesterday I find out that Italian boys very popular in America. All over, in the magazines, in the newspapers, on Stein's is a picture of two beautiful American girls, both crazy over same Italian boy. On the bottom it say, which twin has a Tony? <laughs> but in America, Mamma Mia, everything is a big. In all the country, when a fella has a cold, is it just a plain cold? But in America... Fella catches a cold in all directions. So he takes the four-away cold tablet. <laughs> Our countryman Pasquale, who bring me here and has spaghetti palace next to my antique store, he's now giving his fat daughter Rosa a reducing pill. Last week, she said, take so many reducing pills, she gained six pounds. <laughs> Mamma mia, you should see her. She is the only girl who can be in two places at the same time. <laughs> but don't worry, I'm still a single and my business is all right. This afternoon when Jimmy O'Connor, my 12-year-old general manager, come home from school, he say... Hello, boss. Hello, Jimmy. How was school today? Not so hard. Is there no steam heat in school, Jimmy? It's got nothing to do with that, boss. It's just an expression. What it means? 
Not the so hot, Jimmy. Well, it means, um, crummy. Crummy? <laughs> what that means? Crummy means not so hot. Oh, why you don't say so? <laughs> why you don't say so in the first place? Uh, we better skip it, boss. Not the so hot. Crummy. Skip it. Jimmy, sometimes I think there's two kinds of English in America. <laughs> kind you learn in day school and kind they teach me in a night school. What's doing around the store, Mr. Luigi? Did we get any mail? Sure. This morning, a postman bring me six pounds of mail. Six pounds? Three letters and a catalog from Scissor Roebuck. <laughs> He's a fine writer. Did you get any checks in those letters, boss? Checks? So who's he going to send us checks? Doesn't anybody owe us money? Is other way around. Do we owe anybody money? <laughs> Jimmy, sit down. We answer letters. Okay, boss. Here's the first letter from Kern Silver Company. Read it, Jimmy. Uh, dear Mr. Basco, with regard to your order of November 3rd, we cannot send you the candlesticks you ordered until you send us the money you owe us. Oh. We will send you the candlesticks when you send us the money. Uh-huh. What should I answer, boss? Say... Please, the cancel order is impossible for me to wait that long. <laughs> Our next letter, Jimmy. Well, this one isn't important, boss. It's only a circular from Frank Hoover and Son. Only? Jimmy, Hoover is important, fella. Washington is the father of a country. Hoover is the father of a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> but, Mr. Luigi, this Hoover wants to buy a two-volume encyclopedia for only $16. Write them as soon as I get $8, I send her for first book. But, boss, what good will one book do you? Then I'll be the smartest fellow in Chicago from letter A to letter M. <laughs> okay. And the sign it, Luigi Pasco and the Jimmy. What a Jimmy, boss? Mr. Hoover signs his letter, Frank Hoover and his son... So I sign Luigi Basco and a Jimmy. You're just like a son to me. Thanks, boss. But where do you expect to get that $8? Don't worry, Jimmy. Soon we're going to have money. See this other letter? What about it? It's from my cousin, Salvador, who has an antique store in Boston. Remember lady who ordered Admiral Perry mirror from me? Mrs. Ditson. She's been coming here every day. Soon we get the mirror, Jimmy, and we make a $200 profit. How do you figure $200? You're paying Salvador $200 for the mirror, and Mrs. Ditson's going to give you $300. That's only a $100 profit. Oh, no, Jimmy. I explain. When a lady pays me $300 and I pay $200, that's a $100 profit, which is $100 I don't expect. So? So, $100 I get, and $100 I don't expect, that's a $200 profit. <laughs> but, boss, that's not good arithmetic. It's a what? Not good arithmetic. Maybe not, but I make more money that way. <laughs> but, Mr. Luigi, what does Salvador say about the mirror? I read you letter. Dear Cousin Luigi, last letter you send to me is to come here without a stamp, and I must pay letter carrier three cents. <laughs> if you're reading this letter now, then we're even. <laughs> uh, boss, get to the part about the mirror. Don't be impatient, Jimmy. Here's the more. Last week, my papa, who is 80 years old and he's not feeling too good, so doctor tells him he must smoke only one cigar a day. Papa does this, and now he's a feel worse because he never smoked a cigar before in his life. But boss, when is the Admiral Perry mirror coming? Wait. Cousin Luigi, I'm sorry, but not surprised to hear about your troubles with Pasquale. When I come to this country, Pasquale... He also tried to make me marry his large daughter, Rosa. 
He promised me he'd make the biggest wedding in the history of Chicago. That's why I'm living in Boston. The mirror, boss, the mirror. Cousin Luigi, I'm very fond of you, and this year I'm sending you Christmas presents. But, boss... Is it next, Jimmy? Admiral Perry Miller is on the way. Cousin Luigi, your papa was my uncle, my papa was your uncle. You honest fella. And I trust you with my life, so Mira is coming to you, C.O.D. Hmm, <laughs> well, that's good. What's good about it? C.O.D. means collect on delivery. That's right, so I collect the mirror on delivery. <laughs> uh, you don't understand, boss. When the expressman delivers the mirror, you'll have to pay him $200 cash. Expressman? I don't owe expressman money, I owe Salvador money. Well, that's the way it works, though. You pay the expressman, and the company pays Salvador. You mean Salvador trusts express company more than he trusts his own cousin? <laughs> Looks that way. That's the Salvador. I'm so angry with him. I'm going to move him down from a first cousin to a second cousin. <laughs> What's more important is where are you going to get the $200? I don't know. First, I better call up Express Company and find out when they bring Admiral Perry Mirror. Okay. That's the Salvador. It is a fine Christmas present. But I get the $200 to pay for the mirror. Maybe when Express a minute give him his COD, I give him IOU. Hello, Miss Basco. Hello, Mrs. Dixon. I'm glad to see you. Mr. Basco, has my Admiral Perry mirror come in yet? Well, you see... I, I can't understand it. It's only coming from Boston. Why should it take so long to get here? Business is slow. <laughs> now, I've been very patient about this. It's been a month since I gave you a $50 deposit, and I don't have the mirror. Lady, I don't have the $50. I give it to Pasquale for the rent. Mr. Basco, really? How can you run a business that way? I don't know. It's very hard. <laughs> Please, Mrs. Dixon. There's nothing to worry about. Cousin Salvador. Hey, is... Oh, hello, Mrs. Dixon. Hello, young man. What did express uh, people say, Jimmy? Oh, they're going to deliver the Admiral Perry mirror this t today. Today? That's wonderful. See, Mrs. Dixon, I thought there's nothing to worry about. They said it would be here no later than 5 o'clock. It's on the truck. You see, Mrs. Dixon, it's a funny country. When Admiral comes by truck instead of boat. <laughs> it's about time. I'll be back at 5, Mr. Basco. Goodbye. Lady. Yes? Maybe you like to pay for mirror now? Oh, that's ridiculous. I'll pay you when I get the mirror, not before. But if you're giving me $250 now, then, Mrs. Dixon, you're absolutely sure to get the mirror. Look, Mr. Basco, I've already given you a $50 deposit. Maybe you'd like to give me five or more $50 deposits. I should say not. If that mirror isn't here by five o'clock sharp, then I'll thank you to return my $50. You're welcome, lady. That was a good try, boss. Jimmy, you know something? What? Things is not so hot. <laughs> National Express, Luigi Basco. I'm Luigi Basco. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got a box for you. Jimmy, must be Admiral Perry in a box. If there's an admiral in there, he must be a midget. <laughs> Thank you very much. Goodbye. No, not so fast. C-O-D. It's a little matter of $200. If it's so little, then don't worry. <laughs> Look, mister, all I know is I got to get $200 or the box goes back on the truck. Please, Mr. Expressman, wait for five minutes. Sit down. Here. Read the Sears Robot Catalog. Where are you going, boss? I go see Pasquale. 
Luigi, my friend. Hello, Luigi. Hello, hello. Hello, Papa. What's the matter, Luigi? You look a little nervous. I'm not nervous. I'm worried. Danny, you're coming to the right to party. Anytime you got to worry, my little man, you're coming to see Pasquale. Pasquale. Then you do me a favor. Anything, huh? Luigi. You want something, you ask for it. I'm living only to make you happy. Then, then Pasquale... Anything, I... Luigi. My house is your home. My bread is your food. My daughter, Rosa, she's your wife. She's an ass of my wife. <laughs> I'm just thinking out loud. Pasquale... I'm not coming over to talk about Rosa. I'm coming over to talk about me. All right, fine. We talk about you. How would you like to marry Rosa? How did we get back to Rosa so quick? <laughs> it wasn't easy. <laughs> All right, Pasquale, then we talk about Rosa. Fine, I'm listening with my ears wide open. How would Rosa's father like to lend me $200? My ears are just suddenly close up. <laughs> Please, Pasquale. I must have a $200 right away. What the for? You need $200. For Admiral Perry. At matter. He loses a job? No. Admiral Perry, he's dead. Then what for? He needs a $200. I explain. $200 is to pay for mirror. Luigi, you crazy shaver like everybody else with a 10 cent mirror. Is it not the mirror for shaving? It's antique. I just get from Cousin Salvador. Stop! Who... Don't mention his name. I don't like a fella who refuses to marry Rosa. You're going to go through life for not liking a lot of fellas, Pasquale. <laughs> Luigi, what's your cousin, Salvatore, got to do with a mirror? It's a business. Salvador sends me a picture of Admiral Perry Mirror and... What I... the kind of a picture is this? You don't understand antique business. Sometime one dealer, he sends another dealer a picture of antique instead of antique. That's fine. Next time, a fellas are coming to my restaurant, he orders a spaghetti and a meatballs. I'm going to serve him a smaller snapper shot on a plate. Is <laughs> it like this, Pasquale? Lady, Mrs. Dixon, she see a picture of a mirror, she give me $50 deposit. Cousin Salvador send me a mirror, expressman to bring a mirror COD. So I need a $200. You understand, Pasquale? Sure, Luigi, I understand all except the one thing. What's that, Pasquale? Where are you going to get the $200? <laughs> That's why I come here, Pasquale. Goodbye, Luigi. Please, Pasquale. Express man is away. I don't give you $200. I suppose you don't sell it a mirror. Then I'm stuck. But, Pasquale, lady is coming at 5 o'clock. She's going to give me $250 more. You mean she's paid $300 for what you pay $200? That's right, Pasquale. I pay you rent with a $50 deposit. Now I make another $50. You make $100 a profit. Sure. See, I'm a good businessman. You're lending me $200 now? Luigi, I'm thinking. You see the little wheels are going around in my head? I'm a dizzy watching. <laughs> All right. I lend you the money on a one condition. Please, Pasquale, don't bring a Rosa up again. Who's it talking about a Rosa? I'm talking a strictly business between two friends, two countrymen. I've decided to lend you the money on a 50-50 deal. What do you mean a 50-50 deal? Well, you make a $50 profit, we split. 40 for you, for me, and 10 for you. But, Pasquale, that's not a 50-50. Luigi, how much is a 40 and a 10? 50. And how much is a 10 and a 40? 50. So it's a 50-50. <laughs> okay. Okay, Pasquale. Express man is waiting. Here is your $200, my little partner. And remember, I charge only the same interest as the bank, 6%. That's right. 
Only bank could charge you 60% a year, and you charge you 60% a minute. <laughs> America, I love you. You like a papa to me. From ocean to ocean. Well, Mr. Expressman, I come. Here's your $200. Oh, boss, that's great. Here's your receipt, Mr. Bass. Thank oh. you. Jimmy, give me a screwdriver. I'll Here you are, boss. There. Here's a lot of sawdust, Jimmy. Now I pull out the mirror. Take it easy. Jimmy! Oh, boss, the mirror! Mamma mia! Me, Pasquale, and Admiral Perry, we all the broke. Ladies and gentlemen, in the last two days, two young entertainers have gotten their big break in show business on Don Amici's new CBS afternoon show, Your Lucky Strike. Every afternoon, Monday through Friday, from now on, Don will be here on CBS, introducing three or four promising young performers, singers, actors, and comedians each day. After you've listened to them, Don will phone three CBS listeners daily, asking you to vote on which entertainer gets the big break. Listen tomorrow and every weekday, Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to Your Lucky Strike, starring Don Amici over most of these same CBS network stations. And now for the second act of Luigi Basco's Adventures in Chicago, we turn to page two of his letter to his mother in Italy. And so, Mamma Mia, mirror is a broken. And I pay $200 to see Admiral Perry loses the first battle. If he sees what happened to mirror, Admiral Perry goes right out and sinks Express Company. But Jimmy, he tells me to go to Express Company and maybe I get back my $200. So I go. And Mamma Mia, they ask me so many questions. And they send them to so many different people. Mr. Basco, was the damaged article a dead animal, bird, or fish? Was a broken mirror. Mr. Basco, was the damaged article spoiled meat, eggs, or poultry? Was a broken mirror. Mr. Basco, was the damaged article a flower, fruit, or vegetable? Was a broken mirror. Mr. Basco, was the damaged article a broken mirror? If I say yes, do I get the money? First, how was it packed? Fiber box, wooden box, crate, corrugated, burlap, barrel, bale, hamper. Please, Mr. Bosco, stop me. Please, keep talking. I'm learning new words. <laughs> Are you familiar with the word triplicate? What this means? I'm going to make three copies of this report. One goes to the main office, the second goes to Boston, and the third goes to Mr. Fitch. What the Mr. Fitch does with his copy? He sends it to Mr. Hubble. And a Mr. Hubble? He sends it to the claims clerk. Who's the claimer clerk? Me. That's so good. <laughs> That's so good. You nice fella. You give me the money now. I go home. Uh, just a minute, Mr. Bosco. What a place. I must have a $200 by 5 o'clock. Today? Sure. You see, Pasquale, he loaned me $200. Yes, yes, Mr. Bosco. You'll get your money, but not without a certain amount of red tape. I'm in a hurry. I take a money without tape. Patience. <laughs> patience, Mr. Bosco. Patience. There are just these two forms, the exception report and the joint inspection report. Oh, mamma mia. I fill out the report the one you give me the money. These things take time, but rest assured, Mr. Bosco, National Express will make good your claim. Are you sure? Certainly. 
The National Express Company has never yet failed to pay an honest claim. We're as solid as the Rock of Gibraltar, and you know the Rock of Gibraltar. If I don't pay Pasquale his money by five o'clock, then he's going to make me marry the Rock of Gibraltar. <laughs> Hello, Luigi, my little 50-50 partner. How's our little business deal coming along? Pasquale, you said it that already. What's the matter with you, Luigi? You're shaking like a little puppy in a rain. It's a bad news, Pasquale. What's the bad news? In a 15 minutes, it's a 5 o'clock. Lady comes into your store and I pay you $250. You give me $240, you keep the rest for yourself. What's so bad a news about that, eh? Pasquale, the mirror is broken. Well, that's... Uh, what do you say? Please, Pasquale, I'm a shaking like a little puppy in the rain. Then I'm a dog catcher. <laughs> who is busting that mirror? I don't know. Then give me back my $200. I know, God. Then who got? Express Company. Go back to Express Company. I want just to come back. Go back again. Company say they pay. When? After they file me in a triplicate. <laughs> Pasquale, please. Luigi, I don't want to get excited. I'm trying to be calm. Give me my money. Pasquale, I know got. Get. Well, lend it from somebody. I don't know anybody. Pasquale, you're my only friend. Any fellow who's a friend of yours, he's an old friend of mine. <laughs> I hate him myself. Pasquale. Pasquale, please. I pay you back your $200. I, I save the money from antique business. Uh-huh. I... It's a no more antique business. Huh? I'm going to break it down at the wall between your store and my store. And I'm going to make one big spaghetti palace. Oh, and what's going to happen to my antiques? Every Tuesday, we have antique night. One antique free with a two and a half dollars a dinner. Pasquale, <laughs> then what I do? Don't worry, Luigi. I got a big plan for you. You're going to work for me. I'm going to buy you a brand new second-hand tuxedo. Also, white shirt and a nice little shoestring tie. And are you going to be my French head waiter? But I'm not the French. I changed your name from Luigi to Pierre. <laughs> You're going to stand in the door, and Rosa, she's going to sit at the cash register and keep a one eye on you and a one eye on the money. Is this your last word, Pasquale? That's my final sentence. And this, I don't take your word for it. You sign a note. What kind of note? Promissory, you know. What for? If you don't pay me my money by five o'clock, then you promise to marry Rosa. What do you say, my son? Okay, okay, Papa, I sign. Where you been all day, boss? What time is it, Jimmy? Uh, three minutes to five. We spend the last three minutes together, Jimmy, huh? What are you talking about? When a clock strikes at five. Is it good to buy an antique store? Hello, Rosa. Didn't the express company give you back the money? By the time they pay me, I'm going to be a head waiter by name of Pierre. Uh, hello, Mr. Lasko. 
Hello, Mr. Ditson. It's five o'clock. Do you have my mirror? Oh, it's a long story, Mrs. Ditson. You see, never I Never mind, never mind. Just return my $50, please. But I don't have the $50. Hello, Luigi, my friend. Hello, hello. Hello, Pasquale. Five o'clock on the dot. Pasquale, here's, a, here's a Mrs. Ditson. Mrs. Ditson, it's really nice to meet you. Why? <laughs> Why? Because your hard luck is making my pleasure possible. It's the happiest moment of my life. Sorry, I know can I say the same. I'd like my deposit, Mr. Bassett. I'm going to give you the $50, Mrs. Dixon, and I'm going to give you, Luigi, a little sunshine. Rosa. Looks like a big storm, and not a sunshine. <laughs> Rosa! 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 You call me Papa! <laughs> Say hello to Luigi. <laughs> hello, Luigi. <laughs> hello, Rosa. Mrs. Dixon, it's give him a great pleasure to present to the future Mrs. Abasco. <laughs> I'm glad you accept the Rosa now as everything is settled. Shake your hands with Luigi. Another package for you, Mr. Basco. For me? Where it's from? Same place as the last one, Boston. I don't pass your day for any more broken things. Come here. Huh? See? Huh? You take a $200 from me for broken a mirror. That? Sure. Look, a hundred little silver pieces. Those are Christmas decorations. That must be the mirror in the box I just brought in. And the cousin Salvador put the COD on the wrong package. Say, he said he was sending you a present. Jimmy... Bring him a screwdriver. Here you are, boss. Mamma mia. Mamma mia, I hope. Look, is Admiral of Perry Mirror, Mrs. Dixon? Oh, it's beautiful. Now you know why I wanted it so bad. It's only yours, Mrs. Dixon. Oh, thank you, Mr. Basco. Now, uh, here's your money. Thank you. Pasquale, here's your money. But uh, Luigi, my friend. Now I, I tear up my promissory note, sir. Goodbye, Rose. Uh, uh, should I say goodbye, Papa? Goodbye, Pasquale. Hey, what do you mean, a goodbye, Luis? Sure. You're going to tear down an antique store and make one of the biggest spaghetti palace, you know? No, Luigi. I've been thinking if you can sell one mirror and make $100 a profit... Yes, Pasquale? I'm going to tear down a spaghetti palace and make one of the big antique store. Mamma Mamma mia, everything will work out fine. Lady pay for me, Pasquale make money and he give me part of it. Pasquale say he gonna give me Rosa for Christmas. <laughs> but I don't worry. She wants to fit under my tree. <laughs> Next week, I think I go in a record place and I make a little record of letter and I send you. Listen carefully to my voice. This way, you learn a perfect English pronunciation. <laughs> In a little while, Mamma Mia, you'll speak as good as me. Also, is a one more away here to learn English language. So next week, I send you alphabet soup so you have a good soup and learn alphabet at the same time. <laughs> 
When you learn a few words are good, make up a sentence and write it a couple of times. I make up a wonderful myself and is now my favorite. It's only a few words, but they mean a lot. Goes like this. Luigi Basco is very, very glad to be in America. P.S. You're loving a son, Luigi. Sure to listen next week at this time over most of these stations when Luigi Basco writes another letter to Mama Basco describing his adventures in America. Life with Luigi is a Cy Howard production and is written by High Craft and Cy Howard and stars J. Carol Nash as Luigi Basco with Alan Reed as Pasquale. Music is under the direction of Wilbur Hatch. Stay tuned for Red Skelton next on Theater of the Mind. You're listening to Theater of the Mind on Zoomer Radio, AM 740 and 96.7 FM in downtown Toronto. You know, I featured Red Skelton so many times here in the show that I worry about repeating some of his background information. Well, luckily, I found some little-known trivia about Mr. Skelton. Uh, here's one for you. In 1986, as Clem Kadiddlehopper, he received an honorary doctorate of foolology from Ball State University in Muncie, Indiana. He was extremely offended by blue humor and publicly made note of any comedian who used it because he felt it cheapened the art of comedy. And he insisted on getting his television skits done on the first take, even if it meant ad-libbing around blown lines and failed props. In one famous incident on live television, he managed to ad-lib while a cow defecated on stage. Not only does she give milk, but also pet Ritz pies. (laughs) Tonight's episode is entitled Junior's Camping Trip. Ladies and gentlemen, the following program was prepared for you. We hope you're prepared for it. (laughs) From Hollywood, Procter & Gamble presents the Red Skelton Show, starring Red Skelton, Dave Rose and his orchestra, our singing stars, The Four Nights. Verna Felton, Lorreen Tuttle, Pat McGee, and yours truly, Rod O'Connor. Yes, it's the Red Skelton Show, brought to you by Tide, Procter & Gamble's amazing new discovery for your whole family wash. <laughs> And now, from Metro Golden Mayor, the star of our show, Red Skelton. Thank you very much, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. How are you, O'Connor? Are you, Skelton? I'm a little tired, and I've been up all night. What doing? Guarding my gas tank. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be up all night tonight, too. But why are you going to stay up all night tonight? You're out of gas now. I know, but I look silly siphoning in the daytime. 
the bus. Boy, was that thing crowded. They were in there like sardines. Really? Huh? Really? Yeah. Everybody got off with a fishy stare. <laughs> Fix for gas. How are you fix for gas? Okay, but it's my own fault. Everybody tells me I eat too fast. <laughs> well, let's try what's written here uh-huh. now. Well, Scott, this is our second show. Yeah. Uh, tell me, were you as nervous uh, as you were last week? Am I as nervous? No, I wasn't too nervous last week. Well, tell me you weren't nervous. Before the show, I said, uh, let me shake your hand. You should, uh, said, why? It's doing okay, but... <laughs> Not to go to a cheap dentist. It happens every time. He's not kidding you. I was nervous. No kidding. I was so nervous last week, I put my hand on the dressing room table and I got an answer from the spirit world. So you did all right on the Life of Riley program that follows us, too. Yeah, you know, this is a nice setup on Friday night. Mm-hmm. If our show dies, the girl Odell, the friendly undertaker, comes in. <laughs> Sorry I said that. <laughs> I'd like to say it's good to be working with you again, well, Red. Thanks, Rod. I'd like to say it's good to be working with you again. Mm-hmm. Now that we've said what's written here, I'd like to say it's good to be eaten again. <laughs> well, Red, last week you started to tell me about your vacation. Uh, yeah. Tell me, did you do any horseback riding? Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. The morning you get on the horse and you leave the dirty old smoky city, you ride all day and you just bounce around until you get to the top of the mountain. And mm-hmm. that night you got a beautiful view of the dirty old smoky city. <laughs> Well, tell me, did your wife, Georgia, enjoy sleeping out? I'll get killed for this. <laughs> Do I ask me again? All right. Tell me, did your wife, Georgia, enjoy sleeping out? <laughs> she must have. She snored so loud, seven moose answered her. Than any soap. Any soap? Yes, any soap. Well, just a minute. I hate to interrupt good singing like that, but what about all them newfangled sudgers I've been reading about in the pictures and catalogs? <laughs> well, Clem Tide gets clothes cleaner than any soap, any other suds, any other washing product known. There just isn't any other wash day product like Procter & Gamble's Tide. Friends, remember that the next time you go shopping. Nothing you can buy will wash your clothes as clean as Tide. Because Tide not only leaves clothes free from dirt, it removes dingy soap film, too. And that happens to your whole family wash. From your special occasion linens down to your everyday work clothes. Yet with all this remarkable cleaning power, Tide is truly safe for all your washable colors. What's more, colored things get a new lease on brightness. Tide actually brightens those soap-dulled colors. As for your white things, in hardest water, Tide gets them whiter than any other washing product known. And Tide keeps them white, too, week after week, never turns them yellow. But remember, Tide is the one, the only wash day product in the world that gives you all this, the cleanest, brightest, whitest wash you ever hung on the line. Folks, from your uh, reports last week, you all seem to like the Four Nights. And here they are again to sing St. Louis Blues. Thank you. 
down. The sun go down. Oh yes, I hate to see that evening sun go down. The sun go down. Makes me think about my baby when she's done left this town. Said for you yesterday, here you come today. Should do that, should do that. Said for you yesterday, here you come today. Should do that, should do that. If you can't do better, might as well just stay away. Should do that, should do that. Did it be do 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 If you drive a car, sooner or later you'll run into a guy that don't stop for a red light or vice versa. Don't lose your head, though, because the guy might be one of them woolly lump lump fellers. Why, well, it's nothing like living dangerously. <laughs> closer to town. We're sideswiping more cars now. Look, Mr. Oldfield, will you stop this junk heap? I'd like to get out. I can't stop. There's no curbs handy. Must you have a curb to stop? Oh, no, no, no. You point out a brick wall, I'll do. do. You mean there are no brakes on this thing? No, I don't believe in loading the car down with a lot of excess, excess. I don't know why you let anyone swindle you with this thing. Oh, it was easy. I was just walking up the street, went by a, one of them used car lots, looked in my wallet. Next thing I knew, I was yelling, put me down. <laughs> the dealer was awful nice, though. He offered to carry my wallet and everything. <laughs> car only cost $2,000. ain't bad for a Stanley Steamer, you know. <laughs> that you paid $2,000 for this ash can on wheels? Oh! When I think of all the intelligent men I could have married, it just makes me ill. Yeah, well, it makes me pretty sick, too. <laughs> just keep on. Shut up, Willie. <laughs> now, don't you yell at me, Willie Lump Lump. And watch where you're driving. Good heavens. What was that that just hurtled across the radiator? That's a pedestrian, the cowards. They're pole vaulting. I wish you'd at least bought an antique with windows in it. I never noticed before. This thing got a windshield in it. No, this ain't got a windshield in it. <laughs> well, 
I was wondering why that windshield wiper kept smearing my nose all over my face. Oh, I'm freezing. Oh, if you were the right kind of a husband at all, you'd see that I was shivering and half frozen. Yeah. I'm so cold, I've turned purple. Well, I must say it's more becoming to you than your usual green. <laughs> that your remarks or if it's the air that's coming in that's making me so cold. Oh, look, I'm sorry I yelled at you, lost me. Say, you are cold, aren't you? Your goose pimples are riding each other piggyback. <laughs> Wait a minute, there's a blanket in the back seat. I'll get it for you. Willie, keep your hand on the wheel. <laughs> nearly killed me. I hope you're satisfied. No, I'm not. Can <laughs> we go around the block and try again? <laughs> well, where's the blanket? Look, it's in the back seat. I'll get it if you'll hold on to the wheel. I can... Hey, what's all this junk in the back seat? Oh, how should I know? Just get the blanket. Yeah, I will. Just a minute. I'll turn the page. See what I'm going to do next. Here we go. <laughs> I'll just pull the blanket from under this stuff. Say, that reminds me, I gotta go to the musicians' convention again next year. Well, he grabbed the wheel. Hmm? Stop light. What's the matter? The light, you're gonna run a light. <laughs> Willie, where are you? In the back seat with a mortar. <laughs> you to hold the wheel. I'm holding the wheel, all four of them. Did we hit that other car? Huh? Did we hit that other car? That's a brilliant remark. <laughs> I don't think it had a nervous breakdown from fright. <laughs> Boy, I sure aged that baby fast, didn't I? Huh? <laughs> now look, I look, the other driver, I better be careful with him. Uh, Why? I don't think them shoulder pads and, the, and his shoulders are pads. <laughs> But it's got to do <laughs> Look, let me handle it <laughs> You keep your big mouth out of this <laughs> You don't stop saying my mouth is big Well, it is Every time you yawn, you swallow your head so <laughs> Hiya, buddy Imagine meeting you here huh? You all right, buddy? Don't worry about a thing I got plenty of insurance, buddy uh, You all right, buddy? Hey, buddy, take your head out of the exhaust pipe and answer me. Oh. Well, I am a bit shaken. Yeah, you are. Tell me, weren't you driving on the wrong side of the street? No, I was driving on the same side you were, only you were coming the other way. <laughs> well, tell me, do you always drive side saddle? No, I bought this car from a used car dealer, and the price through the car a little out of line. <laughs> Is anybody in your car injured? Your wife looks nauseated. Now you ought to see her without makeup on. Her. <laughs> you okay? Yes, I, I think so. Well, you're all right. Now, look, don't worry about a thing. I got plenty of insurance. Here, take a swig of this. It's really peptonic. That'll bring you around, boy. Oh, thanks, but I'm not... Now, go ahead, swallow well, it. I... Just hold on to your eyeballs and swallow. <laughs> well, uh, I'll try it. Go right ahead, boy. <clears throat> What did you say that stuff was? Willy Lump Lump Peptonic. That's pre-war stuff. Providing the war breaks out tomorrow. <laughs> Take another gulp now. Go right ahead. Now, don't worry about it. I sure sneaked up on you, didn't I? Yeah, thank you. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> 
<laughs> I'm feeling better already. Good, I, good. I think my tonsils just dissolved. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you don't look very comfortable balanced on your ear that way. Better lay down in the gutter. You'll oh, feel better. Right. Right. Don't worry. I'm covered with insurance. you got right. nothing to worry about. Uh, you want another swig? Just help yourself. Uh-oh. Here comes the Dick Tracy's of tomorrow. Uh, just relax. Don't worry about a thing now. Don't worry about a thing. Well, looks like you boys were playing leapfrog with your automobiles. Yeah. What happened? What happened? Smell that man's breath and ask no more questions. (laughs) And now Dave Rose and the Procter & Gamble Orchestra play Authentic Music of the West. Thank you, Dave Rose. And now a page from our Mean Little Kids Diary. Have you ever bundled up the family and gone on a camping trip? One of them places where it's nice, peaceful, and quiet-like? Yes, sir, there's nothing like it. 
Unless, of course, you by chance camp around where Junior, the mean little kid, is. Lorene, uh, where's Junior? I don't know. Junior! Junior, where are you? Always up, you know, sitting on the edge of the cliff, dangling my feet. <laughs> Come here, that's a 16,000-foot drop. Well, wipe the smile off your face, kiddo. I ain't going to fall. <laughs> Yeah? Come here to me. What you want, Junior? Don't you ever do a thing like that again. Why? Why, you could have fallen into that camp in the valley and hurt someone. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what we come up here for anyway, huh? I can let you equip at home and everything you bring me up in the morning. Junior, you mean you don't enjoy the idea of climbing at home? No, Why, child. Someday you'll realize that to get away from the noise of this city and just relax and enjoy the sound of the earth is a rare privilege. Really? Hey, Namor, did the Indians used to live up here in the woods? Oh, yes, dear. Yeah. Oh, those must have been the days. You should know. <laughs> they had no high prices then. Why, if the Indians wanted food, all they had to do was to go out and shoot it. Shoot it? Yes. The Ooh. woods are full of good things to eat. No kidding. Well, hand me a bow and arrow. I'm going to shoot myself an ice cream cone. <laughs> Stay right here. Dinner will soon be ready. Oh, what you going to burn tonight, Mom? Oh, no. Don't insult my cooking. Ah. And Junior, stop scratching. I have to scratch. Why? I'm the only one knows where it is. <laughs> You didn't tell me what we're going to eat tonight. You're going to eat the fish I caught. The fish you caught? Yes. You mean Grandpa? We're going to eat Grandpa? No. <laughs> a trout. Well, he's a, he's a racetrack trout. <laughs> Mother, I wonder who that man is walking this way. Where? Look at him. Oh, he's probably one of the other campers. Now, 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 remember, we're only here for the night and no extra no supplies extra either. Supplies. Hmm. This guy looks like a chiseler. Yeah. Howdy, folks. Howdy, chiseler. Junior! <laughs> Junior, you apologize. Why, because I said it before you did? Lady, is this your little boy? I am, uh, but I doubt if they'll admit it without a third degree, kid. <laughs> Well, I hate to bother you, but my coffee pot is missing. Well, go out and wouldn't shoot yourself one, would you? For you. We're only here for one night, and I'm sorry, but we only have one coffee pot. And I'm keeping me fishing worms in that. I hate to contradict you, lady, but you have two coffee pots. Now, look, Mr. Uh... Uh, Brown, Jim Brown. I have that lookout tower up there. Now, what were you saying about us having two coffee pots? Well, I'm very sorry to mention well, it, but... Don't, uh... don't. Well, I... I had to take a ride down the trail to check on some careless folks who you left the campfire burning. You know good for me? keep your mouth shut. <laughs> and then, uh, when I looked through my binoculars, I... You what? Anyhow, when I looked through my binoculars, I, I, saw this, I saw this little boy coming down the ladder out of the lookout tower with my coffee pot. Well, I can't oh. believe Junior would do such a thing. He's such a sweet, well-mannered youngster. Oh, you dreamer, you. <laughs> well, how about it, son? Well, how do you know it was me coming down the ladder? How, don't, how do you know it wasn't some well-dressed bear or something? I'm sure it was. The boy had on a white T-shirt... 
with a skull and crossbones on it. What else he had on? He was also wearing blue jeans. Well, is I wearing anything like that? Sure. Junior, put your clothes back on. <laughs> now, look, young man, did you take this man's coffee pot? Answer me. I don't go around answering strange questions, kiddo. Oh, now let me talk to him. Oh. A junior, dear. The muffety guff's coming. Listen. <laughs> yes, Namor, dear. Now tell Nama and tell Nama the truth, dear. Yes. Did you take the coffee pot or not? You want me to tell you so? You can tell them. I'm wise to you, blabbermouth. <laughs> Don't you hit me. You hit me and I'll tell on you. You'll tell what? I'll tell everybody you used to be a bartender. <laughs> I have us no such thing. Oh, no. Hey, Verna, two beers. Bottle or draft? <laughs> uh, look, Sonny, I have to get back up to the lookout tower. Yes. So, man to man, where is my coffee pot? Man to man, it's behind that tree over there. Well, as man to mother, Junior, come here. Right. Now, what you did was dishonest. Now, you must be punished. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. You hit me. You hit me. You hit me. You broke my widow. You broke my widow. You broke the widow what? I don't know. It hadn't started hurting yet. <laughs> well, folks, I've got to get going. Good. Be sure to put your campfire out. Yep. And remember this. Two minutes of being careful can save 50 years of trees. We'll, we'll be careful. We'll be careful. We'll be and, careful. And, uh, hmm? Junior... Yes. You don't play with matches, do you? No, sir, boy. I got my fingers burned once. I don't play with them now. I got a cigarette lighter. <laughs> Junior! <laughs> oh, dear. Times I'm sorry I took him out of the baby carriage before I gave it away. <laughs> Can I go play? Yes, run along. Now, Junior, don't make any noise. No. You might disturb the other campers. Yes. And don't throw stones. No, so You might hit someone. Yeah, and don't breathe. Somebody else may want the oxygen. <laughs> Hey, kid, look out. Why don't you watch where you're going? Now you tripped over that rope and knocked my tent down. Is that all you've got to do, go around wrecking tents? No, you ought to see me with a house. Like in a match. What's he doing there? What is that thing? I'm putting up my pup tent. What's the matter? You in a dog house? Look, kid, run along. Go see how far you can lean over that cliff. Yes. It's a black one. Here, now, don't you cross my path or you'll have bad luck. <laughs> oh, it's okay. You can cross me path. You're not all black. He's got a white streak down his back. <laughs> come here, come here, come here. I got a kitty cat at home, too. <laughs> Something around here is dead. Look <laughs> at it. can't be him because he's walking around. <laughs> Boy, that cat must have an awful bad cold. He walk around like there's nothing happening at all. <laughs> now, now I got you. <laughs> I believe it's the cat. <laughs> Boy, how'd you get so dirty? Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Your mother must have pampered you because you really spoiled. <laughs> I want to go even to Namor and Mummy. They, they love you. Oh, look, there's that lookout man. I'll go see if you belong to him. I've already learned one lesson about taking things that don't belong to him. Hey, mister, mister lookout man, aren't you, oh, ain't you up in your tower? Well, I just can't quite get up the pep to climb up those steps. Oh. Hey, is this little kitty cat yours? Great! <laughs> well, you got up that 500 feet off of it. I wonder why he don't like kitty cats. Of course, I don't blame him. This 
This cat ain't exactly the type that makes friends easily, you know. <laughs> uh, oh, the man has his tune up. Come on, I'll introduce you to him, see? Come on here. Hiya. Well, I see you finally got your pup tent up. Yeah. Yeah, well, don't you let your pup tent chase my cat. Look, I found a tomcat. Get him away from here. Where are you going? Where are you going, mister? Where are you going, mister? Come on, Kitty Cat, come on. I was going to give you a bottle of milk, but I think I'll change it to a bottle of Airwick now. <laughs> hey, Namor, look what I got. Look, what is look, it, Junior? Look. Bring it closer, dear. I, I can't see without my glasses. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Mother, come and get the car. Don't you want to see what Junior brought us? Yes. It might be something nice. Well, it's nothing to be sniffed at, I'll tell you. <laughs> Mother, don't let him get near you. Oh, I'd better put my glasses on. Take him home. I bet the mice my, would come out and surrender the minute he walked in. <laughs> but he'd even kill more this baby, you know? What's the matter? I'll see you later, cat. My folks are trying to get away from me. In fact, I'd like to get away from myself right now. <laughs> get away from me. Let me in. Let me in the car. Let me in. We will, just as soon as you go take off all your clothes and go bathe in that little stream over there. Okay, my dear, don't go away without me. He will won't. You? Okay. Boy. Close up real fast. Woo, that water's cold. I sure got myself into trouble now. Well, that just goes to show you, if you associate in the wrong company, you can become a stinker, too. <laughs> Thanks for being with us tonight. We hope you liked our program well enough to be with us next week. So until next Friday... This is Red Skelton saying thanks for listening and thanks for buying more and more of that wash day miracle, Tide. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's The Lives of Harry Lime, followed by The Lone Ranger. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell for technical support. The executive producer of Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great evening. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.